So guys, welcome to another episode of Really Social Estate. Uh, I'm very excited to have this guest on. We tried to make it happen for a few times. Uh, again, during these times, we couldn't make it happen, but finally, I think it's the third time we tried it, it worked out. So the third number, the, you know, the rule of third time is gonna work out, it, it did. So I'm very excited to have Robert Beninati on. Uh, first of all, he's New Orleans native, uh, with over 30 years of construction and renovation experience, he has influenced major projects, most recently a $1.7 million condo com conversion project. Seeing a change in the market, Robert sees the opportunity to begin a career in commercial and multifamily management for the last eight years. Robert has been the original vice president of development and management to a 600-door portfolio valued to over $100 million dollars in this short time and he has helped achieve unprecedented growth and increased revenue near nearly doubling the portfolio's value in the past robert has managed portfolios up to 7000 units in six states before his present portfolio managing maintenance construction crews and property management staff so and the rest bio as i told robert is going to be down below for you guys go and check read it through it's super impressive this man has 30 years of commercial and residential construction experience eight years asset management experience five years regional vice president and it just continues because it's uh, you know it, it's it's amazing i love it so first of all i just want to say big thank you for being on the show today robert thank you for having me Thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure to talk with you and, and get to know you a little bit more. And I know a lot of people are going to benefit from what we're going to be talking about today. And uh, first of all, you know, very impressive bio. But the question is that I think everybody wants to know who is listening or watching this right now is how Robert ended up in this position, you know, having all these units and experience. Like where, where your journey in real estate investment started? Well, uh, I've always had the passion in uh, real estate. Um, you know, honestly, it, it started after Katrina uh, in New Orleans, and I started um, my first house uh, real estate investment uh, was a, a flip. It was a house that sat for two years, and I did a full um, rehab from the roof down. And, um, yeah, that was my first flip, and just having stopped, um, personally, um, I've just always loved to, you know, take something and, and make, make money on it, obviously, and, um, you know, change it to something from some, something ugly to, um, something beautiful and then make money at the same time. And ever since, um, that's what I've been doing, uh, personally, and then I fell into property management um overseeing seven thousand units from the maintenance staff then the construction staff then uh got promoted and saw my the owners saw my drive and went into the management part of it and um oversaw uh 38 apartment complexes with management um day-to-day -day management at that property and um yeah, just move closer home. Now I oversee 600 units for another investor. Yeah, yeah, that is beautiful. I mean, the journey, your journey started uh, during Katrina. So in the times, you know, it, it was a tough times for a lot of people at that time. It, it like, I'm not even from the States. 
but like I heard about Katrina, like, you know, it's been, it's been spread out in the songs. It's been spread out all over the news and the media. So it, it was a quite big event, a bad event, but you took a different approach in that moment. You took some action and you flipped the house uh, by house hacking that as well and uh, just started your real estate journey, you know? So that's very interesting, you know, because a lot of times people just like in the times like these, you know, people who are watching this were still in a COVID uh, times and, uh, you know, a lot of people doing, you know, not doing what you did. A lot of people are fearful. They are not taking action, but you did. And that's, that's super impressive. But even before that, taken before that, have you came across real estate, you know, at all? Was there any family members involved, friends, or maybe the books? I know people talking about Robert Kiyosaki, which that poured that. So what, was there anything besides, you know, Katrina and, you know, house flipping that, that came across that you got involved into real estate, like at least in your mind? Yeah, well, before Katrina, I was actually, um, I was in commercial sales. So I, I was in the sales um, era or you know, the area of forest construction and renovation. So I always dealt with um, um, contractors, property management companies, selling them on the sales part of it. So I always kind of saw the potential. I saw, um, you know, what, what investors were doing, uh, contractors were doing. So I kind of understood it from the sales part of it also. And I was also with corporate um, America with, um, I was corporate with Lowe's for 12 years. Mm -hmm. So that was before I actually personally um, started buying uh, property. Um, but so I always had that passion. I always seen, you know, people making money. And then after Katrina, like I said, I, I saw the opportunity and I just went for it. I went head first. And like I said, I took a flip that, you know, I had to, you know, be totally renovated from the roof down and, and mm -hmm. just, I just made it happen and a lot, but far as, um, people around me, you know, I never did have people that were around me that were in it. I just, just from the sales part of it, you know, watching people do it. And, um, I guess I've always been driven and just had that vision and just, you know, just kind of made it happen. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, I Let's, wish, uh, you know, back then I did have a mentor, um, I would have started a lot younger. Wow. Young. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Cause still, I mean, you have 30 years of experience, you know, so talking about, you know, started, you know, younger, I mean, 30 years experience is a lot. It's a lot of years. And, you know, you, you, you did like 7,000 units in six States that, you know, you managed that portfolio as well. And now we have 600 units and, I mean, it's, it's, it's big. You, you're playing in a big leagues. Uh, and, uh, you know, the fact that you discovered kind of, kind of randomly almost like by, by, by default, by the situation happening. And you just, you know, saw like, Oh, I can make some money and I can fix this up and just resell it. And so that, that is, that is very, you know, interesting. But again, having 30 years experience, like you see it in all, you see it at all kind of at the same time, you see in the good times, the bad times, the 2007, eight. So like, Talking about these current moments, like what do you see like going on with real estate investors and where do you see like markets going? Of course, we're not going to go in depth and, you know, kind of because we don't have the crystal ball. Nobody actually knows uh, maybe what's going to happen, but maybe you can, you know, predict just a little bit to people who are listening and maybe they're looking to get involved or they're 
active in real estate, but maybe they don't have 30 years of experience. Like from your perspective, uh, like what's, what's going to happen like in the next uh, three to six months? So what, what I think that's going to happen, obviously, uh, was a big learning thing for me was going through Katrina and then being in, in the real estate uh, world. Um, you know, everything's going to rebound. It's just going to be a matter of how long it's going to rebound. Um, you know, everyone is, is it's, it's going to hurt just like, you know, Katrina was, I mean, it was devastating. I mean, one day everything was a hundred percent, everybody was moving around to, you know, you couldn't even get back to New Orleans after a month. I mean, I didn't see our house, um, until a month after, and we couldn't even get into the city. And then when we did, everything was in darkness. So it, was, it wasn't even electricity here. Um, so it was, it was so, it was very devastating, but you know, the way, the way that everything works in life, everything shifts. Yeah. So, you know, New Orleans right now, or the, the, the Gulf coast, you know, Mississippi, I invest in, in, in Louisiana and Mississippi now. Um, but it's a, a heavy, heavy, um, service industry, um, market. So what's going to happen is, you know, obviously service industry is, is hurting. Casinos are hurting. Restaurants are hurting. You know, so those people are going to probably try to get a, a job somewhere else where, you know, they can try to get a job in grocery business or whatever. So everything's going to shift, but restaurants are going to come back. Casinos are going to come back. Um, so it's just really a waiting to see how long it's going to take. But meanwhile, um, in real estate, um, they're going to have a lot of opportunity, I believe. And it's just going to be, you know, um, some people are going to benefit from it. Some people are not. Yeah. And it's really depending on, um, an asset class. Yeah. The skill. Both. What's that? The asset class and the scale, both probably. Right. Uh, yes. Uh, asset classes is, is going to, I mean, multifamily, I think is going to do well, you know, um, you know, I think B and C is going to, you know, hurt the worst, um, you know, the low income, you're going to get a lot of funding, you know, section eight's going to do fine. Um, service industry, you know, BC, um, mobile home parks, mobile home. I think mobile home parks going to do really well. Yeah. A lot of people are shifting their attention towards that. So, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, they're, they're, they're not building any more mobile home parks. I mean, so it's not like it's multifamily where, where you have, you know, thousands of units coming up like in one year. So, yeah. So there's opportunities. Like there's opportunities definitely available for the people like, like yourself who in a position like who has the experience and you are looking towards the right, you know, asset class. So, but like for the people who are watching and they're thinking like, you know, you always get those people as like, you know, like, I'm not going to invest. I'm just going to wait for the crash until the crash is going to be here. And then I will go and make my move. So what would you recommend for people who, who are looking to go and involved and get involved with the real estate? What type of like asset class you mentioned multifamily, you recommend that. So what would you recommend, don't recommend to do like go and flip, go and house hack, like do the Airbnb, like what is the best, like, is it just multifamily or there's a couple more maybe asset classes that people can follow? Um, what, 
what first of all i would say don't wait you know obviously build your relationship with brokers uh deal you know um relationship with investors uh, make sure that you're active, make sure you're looking, make sure you're networking big. Um, Airbnb, what, what's happening right now is going to be devastating for anyone that, that has dev um, Airbnb. So what's going to happen, I believe they're going to have more people foreclose on some of those houses. Or what's happening now is that they're trying to get those Airbnbs into long-term rental. So it's going to actually give more um, into the market, um, you know, trying to get, you know, part of the long-term rental uh, mm -hmm. market. Um, but far as, um, yeah, I, I would definitely not wait. I would definitely look now, um, you know, multifamily, I think it's going to do well. Um, single families, I think it's going to be well. Flips, um, honestly, what I'm looking at is, um, possibly own a finance so look at you know reaching out to people that may be hurting without a job come in and own a finance um where they can pay um to keep their home or you come in and help them with their mortgage um that way it saves their house but then you benefit by helping them and then um that way yeah okay okay so yeah it, it's kind of so you mentioned a couple of things i have just a couple of notes here that you mentioned uh, that you can help people like with renovation you do the business business planning vetting property management company and construction companies because like in these times if if somebody is looking to get involved into real estate i think you know kind of having somebody who has 30 years experience you know in this in this business and the game uh it, it's very important so talking about like the business plan, let's say I would be like, okay, I'm interested. I want to get involved in the real estate because like what you can do with the, with the business plan, you know, for the people who, who want to like talk with you, like what will be the process here? Well, we, um, me and my wife have a company that we help with due diligence. Um, you know, uh, we can come in, walk units, see what kind of deferred maintenance or CapEx. That they're they're looking to buy, um, you know, a lot of things that I've seen, you know, through the years that, you know, it's a, it's just a red flag, you know, if you see things that you go in, you see water spots on the ceiling, you know, that's it, just a sign that the roof may be failing, or um, right on the 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 um, siding on the outside uh, may not be sealed correctly. Um, but there's a lot of things that we can help out with. Um, what's going to happen, I believe, also with, um, you know, th this downturn and the, the crisis that we're going through is going to be a lot of uh, deferred maintenance. So what's going to happen is the, the landlords, the owners are going to not put in a lot of money into it just to survive. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I, I don't want to see anyone get hurt, but that's, I believe, what's going to happen. You know, they're going to cut costs but they're going to cut costs with maintenance instead of cutting costs with, you know, services or uh, different things. But mm -hmm. that's going to be a big play where um, due, due diligence is going to be very important mm -hmm. moving forward when you're buying property. Yeah. And yeah. even operating properties is going to be very important. 
Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's very interesting. So again, looking looking at the at the experience at the same time. So you moved from seven thousand units in six states. Uh, so you you don't manage any uh, that portfolio anymore, right? In the six states. So you you mentioned you you got closer to home by having six hundred doors. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. Right? Okay. And the most recently, as I'm looking, I'm just going through that. You have $1.7 million condo conversion project. Is that, is that what you're working on currently at the moment as well? Yeah. So right now the portfolio that I, I oversee is 600, um, 600 units, uh, commercial and residential, and then also a 72 unit in that portfolio that we're converting to apartments to condos, which is a, um, a total gut. So we're going in when when the the people move out of the apartment, uh, we're going in with a GC. I oversee the GC, um, but we're totally gutting them down to the stud, changing wiring, updating um, plumbing, updating electrical, um, tankless water heaters to full um, new cabinets, two new roofing. I mean, uh, well, we have changed the roofing, but new cabinets, new flooring. Mm -hmm. um everything in it is brand new yes. and then the own, then we're selling them so just doing uh is it going to be a light value add how much you're going to spend per, per unit over there well the the owners um would sell them after they're renovated uh but they start you know the one bedroom start at um two hundred twenty thousand. so they're like uh almost three hundred dollars a square foot after mm. Okay. So why, why condo conversion project? I mean, you know, cause again, you, you mentioned looking, you know, to invest in multifamily as well. And you, cause again, like you, you don't do the flipping, like you don't flip anymore at the moment. Right. Um, on, on a personal side, I, I do flip on a personal side. So me and my wife do still buy some singles and we do flip them on the side. Uh, the condo, is part of the, the portfolio that I manage for um, an, an investor, him and his yeah, wife. Okay, 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 got it, got it, got it. Okay, so like seeing, seeing like, you know, people, cause again, like w from what I'm seeing here on a, on, on, a, on a bio, on a description here that you just send me, you know, like people, I mean, and what you're saying, like people are still actively buying deals, you know, and I'm talking with people that they're planning to, to acquire 5,000 units, 2,000 units right now. and. I mean, people are listening, like, how is that possible? You know, so like talking about the multifamily, uh, you know, like you, you're planning to go and invest in ta into that. You, you, you're going to be a GP at some point, right, uh, into these deals. So what will be the benefit of, of going and doing that instead of, you know, just continuing, you know, managing portfolios for other people? Like why go and involved, you know, get involved yourself? Uh, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis in these projects? Like, what would be the reason for you to do that? Well, the big the big goal for me is um, I want to get in to be a GP on syndication or JV to have mm -hmm. ownership. Um, as of right now, it's basically a W-2, um, you know, salary vice president of, of this company for the owners, but I don't have any ownership of it. Mm -hmm. So the syndication um, is what I'm getting involved with is teaming up with people that we are going to actually be owners and um, have, um, you know, part of that property. 
Okay, that's very interesting. So, because, you know, there's probably very successful W-2 employees over there in the States, you know, making, oh, yeah. they, they, they make a lot of money. You can get people like that, you know, who are making 500K a year and more. Of course, you're paying 50% in taxes, but on the paper, <laughs> on the paper it looks like you're making a lot of money. But, uh, you know, so what will be the reason, again, you know, going from that into multifamily? Because I know, like, you know, I don't want to start talking about the benefits because I know you're an expert on that. So maybe you can just cover cover the basics, you know, for the people who are listening. What will be the benefits moving from that into multifamily, like income-wise and tax-wise? Like, what will be? Um, I mean, the benefits of why I want to get into is obviously financial freedom. So you're also going to have... Um, you know, that, that limited partner, well, the, that partnership in it. So you will get, um, you know, that constant cash flow. Um, and then, you know, there's a lot of things that, that you can control at, as being an asset management or being an operator, you know, you can operate and, um, control all that. And that's exactly what I'm doing now, but, um, to, to reap the benefits instead of just getting that, that, that paycheck basically um is what i really want um to have that ownership of it so it's constant cash flow also yeah it makes sense i mean cash flow that there's a lot of people talking about that so again it's coming back to the you know to the coronavirus times you know and we spoke that prior to starting you know clicking the record button on, on the interview because uh people now in the states and i think it's happening all over the world people are actually like they thought they were good financially, but you know, there's a lot of people are $500 euros pounds away from being broke. You know, they just have this amount of money, like 500, like thousand dollars, a thousand euros in the pocket. Uh, you know, and, and they like, look, they have no savings and, and people now feel that they're like, Oh my God, like, I'm like, what I'm going to do. They're, I cannot work my like company's closing or so. So that's what people are experiencing right now. And that, that's why I think real estate is definitely an answer because people need to look for some something that can pay them cash flow it could be a business it could be i don't know if it's going to be a stock market but real estate is definitely an answer uh but you know what will be a, transi a transition for somebody who is watching this right now and thinking like okay good for you robert you've been in business for 30 years uh, you can do this. Maybe you have, you know, your, your liquid, you have equity on the side. You can, you can go and invest. You have the capital, the money. So, so what, what actually does it take for somebody to get involved into the multifamily syndication business? Does somebody need, you know, uh, unlimited cash before they go even get involved with that? Or like, what is, what is the basics of starting in a business? Well, I mean, it's all about a team also, you know, so your team, understanding it you know anybody that wants to get involved with the i mean obviously um learn the pieces of a team you know learn the syndication learn um you know the purchasing pro uh, process the underwriting the underwriting is going to be huge right now with with uh covid um you know one of the big things also about me is that you know i'm getting older you know i've got grandkids so, I mean, flipping houses is a lot of work. Wholesaling is a whole lot of work. Yeah. Single-family rental is a whole lot of work. So, you know, getting into the multifamily, getting that cash flow and having, you know, 100 properties in one location is easier to manage. Um, but, again, it's, it's all about having a team 
and then also knowing how to add value to that property, um, being, um, you know, having that communication with your tenants, knowing um, that you're going to be there for them and not have that deferred maintenance. Um, it's just, just some parts of it. But, um, you know, the overall of it is just to learn everything that you can, team up, have mentors, network, and um, really work together to, um, you know, get involved with it. You know, if you have liquid, um, you know, cash you want to put in, you know, you could, there's so many different ways that you can put into uh, syndication or multifamily investing, and that could be passive. You know, you don't need to worry about any of the maintenance. You don't have to worry about management. Of course, you want to vet, you know, your, your team. You want to vet the property management companies. Um, but a lot of it passive is just sitting and really collecting mailbox money as uh, long as you have a good operator and uh, that, you know, who's operating that property and managing it. Yeah, yeah. That, that makes total sense, you know, because, like, every time I, I talk to somebody just like yourself who's, active and commercial or just a real estate business, you know, we, we talk and we're always covering the subject of, you know, people going and investing passively in the deals. Cause I think a lot of people right now, you know, uh, cause we had these conversations before the COVID and I think a lot of people who are watching, rewatching this interviews right now during the COVID, they're thinking like, Oh my God, like I was wrong. I should, I should went passive in the deal because it takes again what you're saying like it takes a lot of time first of all just to get the knowledge like you cannot collect 30 years worth of experience in a week or by just reading the book so it's impossible so like you, you know and, and how are you going to find a team right now there's no seminars going on there's virtual trainings going on you can go and do those but people i don't know if people can partner with you you know by doing virtual zoom call you know, you still, right. you still need to shake hands and, you know, like, so it, like for some people who are looking to get started, you know, it, it, it will be really tough. I mean, it's possible if you're creative enough, but it's going to be tough. Right, right. I mean, and experienced operators, experienced um, people that have been in this, I mean, even, even experienced people really don't know, you know, what's coming, how long this is going to take, you know, so really being creative. And um, seeing what works, what doesn't work. Uh, one of the biggest things that I've seen, and um, from my experience and from uh, talking to other people, other peers, um, is really being community, uh, having that communication with the tenant, um, mm -hmm. knowing that you know everybody's in this. You know, um, you know, if there's hardship, let's try to work it out. Let's get through these few months. Hopefully, it's only a couple months. But, um, you know, re really just reaching out and um, just working as a team all the way down to your tenants. Yeah. Um, well, I, I don't think, I don't, I, what do you think, Robert? Is there people, I mean, you know, landlords, you know, are, are they kicking people out? I don't think that's happening. I mean, it, it could, like, you could, but I, I don't believe people want to do that because, first of all, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get a tenant who's going to move out and he's going to move out with all the things that, or in, the, in that apartment, probably, or maybe he's just gonna trash the entire thing, just because what right. you did, because what you did to the person. Most second, they're gonna leave really bad reviews, probably apartments.com, you know, Zillow, whatever, you know, they, they're gonna leave those. And number three, I mean, you will have expenses on top of that because you you will need to, you know, fix the apartment, put it on the market. It's gonna be another 
week or two. I mean, who's gonna who's gonna go and shop around now for for apartments? I mean, to find the tenant right now. So, so it, it's tough. Like, and it doesn't make sense for anybody. I think, in my opinion, like the, the apartment that we're living in, we're renting. So, you know, like I, I don't see I don't see the landlords because you know the 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 most you know stupid thing I think would be kick, kick somebody out unless they're causing problems. But I think everybody wants to just, you know, settle down and come to the, some sort of agreement, you know, so they can pay me behalf or something. But yeah, but, yeah. but it's communication thing right now. Definitely people need to come closer, even though, you know, government is saying, you know, about all this distancing thing, but people need to come closer. And, you know, if, if you cannot physically, you know, do that remotely, I don't know, but just, just communicate, you know, because how, that's how you're going to solve things. So what do you what do you see people you know talking about these things because I see you know like it's a big topic right now and I see uh, a lot of people on Facebook talking about that I mean the hyperinflation big word right so what do you think about happening that in the near future because you know because what's going on with the quantitative easing and you know comp uh, uh, companies governments printing all these trillions of dollars right now so what do you think is going to happen in the future? I'm not really sure, um, but um, I mean, I know, I mean, banks funding is going to be really tough. Um, you know, government can only bail out so much. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's good, it's going to be kind of a waiting game on that, but um, I don't know. It's going to be really tough, and that's where I think uh, owner finance is going to really help out, um, where you can not have to deal with the bank so yeah. i don't know it that's gonna be a it's gonna get really tough with funding mostly yeah yeah that that that's another subject it, it could be a podcast entire podcast episode just on that you know because i mean it, it's insane what's going on so you know like there's a lot there's a lot of stuff floating around and we, we're not gonna go here and you know uh talk about you know governments and go into all these you know uh you know, schemes, like, you know, everybody's involved into that and Bill Gates, vaccinations, all that stuff. I mean, we, we just leave it out for there. It's, it's all about the positivity and just uh, giving people some solutions to the problems that we have. But yeah, it's going to be some tough times that we have to face. But I think, you know, uh, it's been already like we, we had tough times in those, you know, 2000 plus years, you know, more before. So I think, I think, you know, we can handle, we, you know, we, we, we went a long way. Uh, I mean, with the technology as, as human beings, you know, we developed so, so much and, you know, we're creative enough to, to solve these type of problems. So, but, you know, like what will be your type of advice again for the people who are watching this and, uh, you know, because there's, you know, two people on, on the spectrum, somebody who's looking for work, somebody who has, you know, cash available and, and they can make moves around and they can influence people and do some stuff. So like, where do you see like, economically you know like three to six months like what's going to happen in the u.s and the entire entire world first of all but like what people should do you know like are those people who are in that spectrum like they don't have any money like the job like they should go and pursue some new career like what, what will be your type of advice because i know you have people uh around who are probably on the both both spectrums and uh you know, what would you recommend for a person who has cash available and what he should do, like pursue the real estate investing or just save it up? Like, what, what do you see, like what people are talking about? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, if you have cash, I would 
I would keep cash on hand. Um, I mean, like I said, I think um, the ones that, that have the money or that have the cash on hand is going to do better because of the financing. Um, the people that are like uh, lose their jobs may have to shift into a different profession. Um, um, you know, I mean, obviously grocery business and all that is doing really well, but, um, you know, everyone always needs uh, a home to live in. Yeah. So maintenance, um, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to have a lot of new construction because that kind of died down in 2008. Um, but a lot of people are going to start buying uh, ne neglected houses, foreclosure houses, and they're going to start renovating them. Um, and that's kind of what happened, you know, back in 2008. So your new construction ended, but your renovation, you know, kind of picked up your foreclosures, um, got more plentiful, but you had your investors, um, that kind of picked them up and, and um, either rented them or um, started flipping them. But, um, you know, the, everything's going to shift, I believe. And, um, you know, I think technology is going to be huge. Obviously, Amazon is going to do, it's going to get bigger. You know, technology is going to get bigger. Um, yeah. You know, so everything's just going to kind of shift. And that it just really, um, technology is going to do well, I think. Yeah, property multi-family is going to do well exactly like like we're talking right now we assume i mean so the like businesses definitely they now it's the time for people to wake up and kind of understand like if you because i seen this quote before you know if, if you're not going to move with the times you, you're going to live behind or something like that so now it's definitely the, the time for you to to shift some gears and make a lot of changes in a business it doesn't matter what type of business you're in because it's all about getting creative right now. And that's how we start changing and influencing our environment, I think, by making some internal creative decisions that, uh, first of all, influence our life. And we, we can become so big that we'll start to influence other people. And that's how the economies work. Uh, so everybody has to make their own personal decision to, you know, go into the action mode. Instead of, you know, watching the CNBC, the Fox News or whatever you have over there in the States, I know you got some good TV, right? So I don't I hardly watch TV or especially the news. <laughs> yeah. You never it, know what to see, but. Yeah, exactly. Like, look, we, we have a TV. We, we never watch it as well. We're just too busy, you know, doing our thing and just expanding in the marketplace. And what you mentioned before uh, with the technology and media. And so, again, like this, what we're doing right now, like the Zoom you know, YouTube, people watching this interview on YouTube, they are listening to this on a podcast. So what, what do you see like from business standpoint, from real estate standpoint, could people shift their attention a little bit towards the social media to kind of push towards that? Because again, there's a lot of companies in real estate and real estate is, is outdated overall. I mean, it's a very old business, right? Going back right. to, you know, Carnegie's and, you know, owning, you know, all these railroads and people buying land, you know, for, for, for cents on acres and stuff like that. So it's insane, but it's a very old business, but people not implementing social media, which I think could be a cure for a lot of, you know, disease, like for, for the business, you know, in real estate space. 
So what do you think, you know, or maybe what you see going on with social media and people implementing any like strategies to, to just expand the business or, you know, raise capital or just find partnerships and any good news uh, from social media, you know, and, and real estate business. Well, I'll tell you, social media has changed my life a year, uh, this last year. Um, it is huge. I mean, That's it's, uh, everything is virtual. I mean, especially with the virus now, but we, um, the company that I, I've ran, uh, ran for the last, um, you know, four years, we, we started doing more and more virtual as it was. Um, although I'm still pretty old school. So I like the, the one-on-one personal, you know, selling part of it, you know, so I teach my leasing agents that, but, um, we, we've started going to, you know, FaceTime, we started doing videos, uh, with the COVID, we actually started, um, taking the people that, that put in that notice. So we, um, you know, 30 day notice or 60 day notice, we've had the tenants actually do a, a FaceTime or a video of their home so we didn't have to enter the houses. Um, so everything is virtual and it's getting more and more like that. Zoom, uh, we have Zoom calls. Um, so everything is definitely going to get more virtual. Um, I mean, it's just amazing what social media can do. Social media, if you're on social media um, and then you go to a, a conference, a real estate conference or business yeah. conference, like you've been knowing these people for months but you've never (laughs) met them in person so it's it's incredible what what social media um has done and um and believe me i'm i'm one that hated facebook i hated to get on there but it it has changed any any particular reasons why you hated it you know I, i thought it was just all gossip you know it was gossip it was bad news but you know um one thing about Facebook, you can create your own world. Yeah, you, so you, you, can, you have a control, like, yeah. Yeah, if you didn't like somebody um, because they were negative, you can delete them. You can, uh-huh. you don't need to see their, their negative. If you didn't want to watch um, uh, CNN, you know, you didn't have to watch CNN on your uh, Facebook. You can. Yeah, you, you, you just can unfollow it. Yeah, just unfollow it and um, yeah, just make it positive. I mean, it's it's incredible what what you can do with social media, though. Oh, definitely. And right now, you know, like talking with so many businesses, like personally myself, and we would talk about social media uh, all the time because that's what we do. But first of all, like everybody, it doesn't matter the nature of the business. If you're watching this interview through YouTube, which you are you know you're probably watching this on on the phone or i don't know on on the tv screen people don't watch the tv anymore tv just became this background noise to kind of a radio that just runs in the background but people leave it don't even do that anymore they they listen to the podcast they just leave it on a speaker and they go and do the home cooking the workout at home like whatever they do right people commute to work they listen to the podcast so like the entire thing is just changing. We're living in information age. So just for you guys to remind that. So, you know, in these times like this, you know, people need to lean a lot on social media as well. Because, you know, people sitting at home, they're, they're switching on TV and TV, they know, oh, look at the killer bees, the killer bees are coming. Oh my God, like 
let's let's go to the fun stuff and then now they go to the facebook instagram and they're just scrolling so as much as they can see you on these mediums the main you know the main ones let's say twitter linkedin instagram facebook uh youtube the more attention you can collect and that attention will convert into the money the deals whatever you want to do with that but but that's that's the new currency in this day and age because particularly now with what's going on and so much attention People like people are going all over the place right now. They're like, oh my God, unemployment, killer bees, you know, like the quantitative easing. It's like, there's so much distractions. And for people, and that's why, you know, like I'm, I'm creating this content and I'm so grateful that you're jumping on this call as well. Just for people to see like, look, if you just shift attention from what's going on, from all the noise, from the killer bees, and you just right. shift, shift the attention towards like the positive notes. Like we, we didn't cover like a lot of things that we covered. It wasn't positive, but it's just, just the facts, the truth. Like we, we cannot hide that and say like, oh my God, the, the world is, is just a rainbows and sunshine and everything's good. Like, but what, what we're talking about, there are solutions to those problems. And the solution is just to take action. So, yeah. you know, like having your own personal like business and, you know, like goals for this year, I'm sure that you had these in place before maybe the, you know, last year, December 31, you know, that's the, what people do. I did that. But, uh, you know, you had the business plans in place, but nobody had a plan for COVID and for what's going to happen in the marketplace. A lot of people knew the recession is coming, but how's, how's your business goals are looking right now at the moment comparing to what you planned before and have you changed those or maybe you just kept them the same? You know, we, um, like I said, I have a, a consultant business uh, with due diligence. And I mean, I think this is going to be the time that everyone that just has to reevaluate everything, make sure that, you know, the expenses in line, if you need to cut back expenses and have, you know, simple thing as maintenance, start cutting grass instead of having that service. I mean, it, it's just right now, um, my focus is still um, wanting to get in multifamily as an operator, as an owner, um, but really learning from, you know, this time. And, and, it's, and it's just like life. I mean, everything that we, we, we go through with life um, is learning from our mistakes or learning from, from different epidemics like this. So um, really just refocusing, um, you know, making sure that, that we're doing everything that we can to tweak expenses and, and whatever uh, we can do the, um, I mean, really anything I could do to help others grow, uh, teach anything that I've done. Um, you know, I've been in the trenches, I've been, you know, in property management, I've been in construction, so there's a lot of things that you can do and, and, and learn from, but not learn from books. So just really networking and learning from people that have, that have been there um, and, and really tweak everything and get ready for more to come. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So having those type of people just like yourself is crucial. Like the people who, you know, who have experience just like yourself, I mean, it's, it's invaluable because what you said, you know, you can get you cannot get this type of experience from the books. You can read it. I mean, I do recommend to read the books, but you, you need to experience people, you know, particularly what you talked about, like the due diligence is going to be a big issue now and people need to pay attention to that. 
you know, and just vetting the property, you know, management and construction companies. And if somebody still does that, or just going through the re renovations and units and just helping people out in that place, which you can do, it is going to be very beneficial to people. And at the end of the day, we're placed in here to provide the service, to help each other out, particularly in the times like these. So, you know, like people need to reach out to you. So, so what will be those type of social media platforms, uh, again, or just the channels that people can reach out to you, ask some questions and just connect with you on, on, on that level? Yeah, so I have a, um, a Facebook group that I've created, uh, Multifamily Asset Management and Value Add. Um, yep, so, you know, I share videos, um, posts, um, any questions, you know, I'm pretty active with. Um, um, we, we have a company, Strategic uh, Property Consulting, which is a strategic consult prop com is uh, the website and um, yeah the, I mean the biggest thing is is surround yourself with positive people people that have been there people that are driven they want to learn more and they just surround yourself with people that that want to make it happen and instead of the negative get away from the negativity and um, and make things happen as a positive note yeah yeah de definitely look nothing nothing negative from from like nothing can be, become positive from negative so right. like so you people need to move over from that first of all the tv the media the friends you know like it, it's not only on the social media that you, that you can unfriend people you actually can do that in life as well just click that oh, yeah. friend just click that friend no more john no more no no more no more Teresa. just unfriend because you, you need to move on because look in these times, like people, people will try to drag you down. And I mean, that's happening. So, you know, look, look to look, look for, for ways to lift people up, you know, and you, you cannot, you know, you, you cannot feed people from an empty plate. Like you need to be in a position that where you can actually, you know, help people and lift them up. But, you know, so just, just guys get creative, you know, get positive, make sure that you reach out Robert, you know, all the social media links are as always down below. So make sure you connect with them again. And we're going to put everything there, man. This, this, it's just amazing. 30 years of construction and renovation experience. I mean, eight years asset management experience is just amazing. Like this guy can help you with a lot of things when it comes to due diligence, uh, property management, vetting, and I mean, a lot of great, great stuff. So anybody who's looking to get involved in a real estate business, uh, definitely reach out to this man or just, you know, go and go and join his group. He's dropping some good stuff. I know I'm a member in that group as well. So it's, it's awesome. So guys, again, uh, you know, if you enjoyed the show, you already know what to do. Click like, subscribe to the channel. And, uh, you know, it's been awesome and amazing to have you on today, Robert. Uh, I know we still can cover a lot of topics and, you know, I feel that you're just a, you know, very grateful, you know, guy, you're a go-giver and you have so much to give to people. So that's what I want them, that's what I want you guys to go and reach out to him and just uh, start building this network and this connection. Because uh, that's what I was trying to do with Robert as well. And I'm so grateful to have you on today. But um, yeah, just go and reach out to him. So just a big thank you for you, Robert, as well, for being today on the show. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Thank you, guys. So appreciate the show, guys. Uh, if you enjoyed it, uh, again, like, subscribe, go and check it out, Robert's stuff. And as always, I'm going to see you on the next episode. Thank you.